It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Smart Money Questions back on the air with another podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Walter Storholt here alongside Matt Hausman. He is the founder of Old Security Group offices in Westchester, PA, and Newark, Delaware, but serving clients all across the country, no matter where you're joining us from. Thanks so much for tuning in. We even have international listeners, Matt. Those of you who listen as you travel internationally, we see that. We see where the clicks come in sometimes, Matt, and they're in countries we didn't even know we would have listeners in. So That's right. I want to hang with the ones that were down in the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All of you going to tropical locations and listening to the podcast one question, why aren't you taking us with you? And then two questions, <laughs> why are you listening to Matt when you're in the <laughs> when you're in these hey, 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 listen, cool locations? You know, they're, they're making sure that they're doing the right thing even while they're on the boat, right? That's right. That's right. Wait, wait. Are we sure we could afford this trip? Let, let's double check the podcast <laughs> with Matt. Just make sure he would approve. No, we're, we're, we're teasing. But we really do. We have listeners from all across the country. And uh, we know some of you take us on your trips as well. And we appreciate that very much so. Find us on smartmoneyquestions.com. If you're new to the podcast, that's where you can go to listen to past episodes and where you can read Matt's blog and lots of other great information there as well. Today, we're talking about the financial lies that we tell ourselves. You know, it's not a good thing to lie to yourself in any aspect of life. So we're going to keep it real on today's show and go over some of the common financial lies that we tell ourselves and explore why it's dangerous to approach retirement planning with these particular mindsets. Real quick, let yeah, me go ask ahead. you something. Please do. About lying to ourselves. Yes. Is, is it easier to lie to ourselves or to somebody else? Ooh, that's a really tough question, isn't it? It is. You know, I think sometimes that we, maybe we don't think we're lying to ourselves. Mm -hmm. I'll say this. I'll say this. In the moment, it's very easy to lie to myself, but very difficult to lie to someone else. Correct. But I will say I'm able to forgive myself for lying to someone else faster than I am to forgive myself for lying to myself, if that makes sense. So yeah, that does. It's harder to get over lying to myself than it is if I... I feel like I I can have a sincere apology and make amends with the person who maybe I lied to, and I can get at peace faster. But if I lied to myself, it's a lot harder to make those amends. Yeah, and you know, and the other thing is with regards to lying to yourself, and it's a little more difficult to get over, in some cases, we don't even want to address it. So we're not even right. asking ourselves for forgiveness. We just push it aside. Very true. Yeah. Dealing You've with got it. to get to that step in the first place. The, Correct. The yeah. forgiveness step, and that's hard to do sometimes. So, ooh, good question. There's your like Confucius moment of the day right there. So. I just thought I'd throw it. I just came <laughs> to me. <laughs> Philosophical debates here on Smart Money Questions. Always is fun. So here's what I'll do. I'll throw you the mindset. You tell us why that's a lie to ourselves, why it's dangerous, where it takes people down a bad path, and maybe how we can avoid it. All that kind of good stuff. So this happens often. People will say. You know, I'll just pay back that money that I've taken out of savings or borrowed from my 401k might pop into that before. I know I've done this before with the emergency savings account. Well, that's just sitting there. I'll just dip into that and I'll pay that money back. But I know I might be lying to myself. At least it's not going to happen as quick as I'm telling myself it's going to happen. Let's look at two things because you threw that 401k 
at the end of that, right? Right. So exactly. I'm going to deal with the 401k, the idea of I'm going to take some money out of the 401k. Now, listen, if that's the only place that you have the money, then obviously you're going to have to go there and it's not going to be a taxable event. But you definitely want to get back on a structured repayment. And most 401ks, they have this. But one thing that most people don't realize is that you can negotiate how fast you pay it back. And the idea would be to pay it back as fast as possible. I've actually seen 401k repayments at 10 years. Think about that. Most people don't realize that, let's say I'm three years into that repayment of the 401k and the company cans me, or I decide to leave because the grass is greener. And now I only have until the end of that tax year to pay that 401k back. Otherwise, it is all taxable in that year. So you really want to be careful and have an understanding on if you are going to tell yourself you're going to repay that 401k that you get aggressive at repaying it so you're not stuck. I've seen some people that have walked in the office that are looking at is there any way to get out of this income train that's about to hit me and my tax bill is going to skyrocket. And by the way, if you're under 59 and a half, there's a 10% penalty. Oh, wow. So that's one thing. But then let's address the emergency fund, the emergency savings, Walter, what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay myself back. First of all, why are you taking it out? Because if it's not an emergency, that is just a flat out lie. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is what it's there for. Because the other thing that's been happening lately, because the market has done so well, people are talking on taking their emergency fund and investing it. And let me tell you something, if I was a teacher walking down the Catholic school and I had a ruler, I'm smacking your hand. <laughs> because that is not what it's there for. Because I flip that around and I say, wait a second, are you doing the same thing in 2008? Of course, the answer is always no. Mm-hmm. So the emergency fund, the savings is there. And if you're going to take it out, why are you taking it out? It really should truly be only for an emergency. So let's don't lie to ourselves and say, you know, I'm going to take it back or, you know, I'm going to order that chocolate cake at the end for dessert, but I'm only going to have a bite. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Let's, you know, I was recently out and we were at Cheesecake Factory. Uh Uh-oh. And truth be told, I mean, I'm not really, I mean, I I like cheesecake, but it's not like I'm going to sit down and eat a whole piece. But I can tell you this, we were out with my daughter and her boyfriend and she ordered one and he ordered one and he got done and he didn't eat it all. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm just going to take a bite. Well, one bite, it did not happen. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) It ended up being a couple more. (laughs) So let's don't lie to ourselves and say we're just going to take a little bit out of the savings account, and I promise to repay it back, especially out of our emergency fund, because it's there for a reason. It's there for the emergency. If you need to go do something, you find money from somewhere else to make whatever happen you're wanting to happen. Just a, a random side note here. I'm really not that big of a fan of the Cheesecake Factory cheesecake. Really? Yeah, something about it. I just don't... It's it's nowhere near as good as every year my grandparents for our Christmas dinner get a cheesecake from... Uh, I think they get it from the Amish country. Oh, come on now. Now you, uh, Of course it's not as good as that. And it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say this. I, I'm kind of with you. You know, a lot of that cheesecake... From the Cheesecake Factory is just so thick and rich. I mean, good night. It's like you're eating a brick of sugar, right? Yeah. But they've got one that's the vanilla bean cheesecake. Ooh. And it is so, that is actually one I could eat the whole thing. And with real whipped cream, say that fast a couple times, is I got to tell you, man, and that's what he had that day was that, (laughs) oh, man, it was 
it's just so light. It's like it's almost like there's hardly anything to it. But if you're trying to compare going to Amish country and pulling out a pie, right? You know, right. apple pie or cheesecake. I mean, of course, that's not going to compare. <laughs> yeah, I guess once you've had the real thing, it's hard to go back for sure. But, but no, that's good. I think that's very logical to look at it that way. I'll pay back the money I've taken out of savings. Boy, that's a lie we're all telling ourselves right there. And, and we're always happy to bring analogies back to food, right, Matt? That's an easy thing to do. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> all right, well, here's uh, just to give you another example of sometimes the ways that we lie to ourselves, that other mindset that I can throw out to you. Why bother with investing? It's rigged against the little guy. you got to have a seat at the big boy's table to make sure that you're going to ever make any money with investing, Matt. So... You know, why, why should I even bother doing it? It's rigged against me. Why is that kind of a, a defeatist mindset there? Well, that's exactly what it is. That's a glass half empty, isn't it? You know, what radio station have you been listening to? <laughs> but, <laughs> the one where you buy a bunker, probably, and, and go live in the bunker. And the my pillow and some bullets, right? <laughs> the my pillow. I love it. Yes. I would say that, you know, what else are you going to do then? Are you just going to put the money and, you know, go out back and dig a hole? and put it under your mattress. I mean, the reality is I'm not suggesting that some of the big boys that we have seen in the past haven't taken advantage of their position and hurt a lot of people. I'm thinking of Enron, for instance, and the things that they did, which, by the way, if you've never seen the documentary, they have one on Netflix that's just phenomenal. But the reality is if you're investing across multiple asset classes – and you're rebalancing is you're going to get to take advantage of the market returns that happen good and bad. But for the most part, since the great depression, the market has went up. It's had an upward trajectory, even though it kind of bobbles up and down and you're going to be able to take advantage of that versus just keeping the money in cash is probably you're missing. The lie is costing you a lot of money. And I would I would then caution you as to where you're getting that information to come to that conclusion and why you're choosing to lie to yourself in that way. Because the reality is, you know, I've met people that have been investing for decades and they have been very prudent with their investing and they're not by any means, any stretch considered one of the quote big boys and they've done very well as a little I don't want to just say little guy, but little person, because I, you know, men and women collectively have done very well because they've invested prudently in the market. Yeah, I think that's huge. And and let me, since we're on this conversation, I think this is going to fall under that same umbrella, Matt. You might hear it not so much with that defeatist attitude of you know why bother with investing? It's rigged against me. But even from a logical standpoint of well, you know, the bank is the safest place to keep my money right now. That's kind of running afoul of the same kind of ideas, even though it seems to come from a bit more thoughtful place. Yeah. And, you know, I would say that the bank is a safe place for your money, but not all of it. You know, let's go back to what we were talking about earlier, our emergency fund, or I have some clients where what we've structured is kind of a laddered CD approach. But there's only so much money that would belong in a bank when you think of someone's overall investable assets and all of the money would and should not be there just because the banks aren't giving any type of a return on the investing. And the other thing is with the banks, you know, we could go down the the whole FDIC and is it 
actually solvent or insolvent. And if there was a run on some banks, you know, we don't have to go there. But the idea that that's the safest place for the money and then we're thinking all of our money, you're kind of overlooking your glass half empty again on the other opportunities that are out there to get better than CD rates right now. I mean, think about it. I have some money, an emergency fund, and I have my tax account, you know, for when we pay our taxes quarterly at Ally Bank. And we're getting a whopping 1.35%. And I'm happy about that. I got an email from them the other day that it went up 10 bips. I mean, holy cow, let's jump <laughs> up and down and have fireworks. I got to have a lot of money at Ally Bank paying 1.35% for me to live off the interest. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, I still got to pay tax on that. And inflation's at three. So when you really factor it in, I'm down. Yeah, that's the losing money safely term I've heard before. Yeah. That's so true. So let's don't lie to ourselves that that's the safest, you know, bet in town. It is safe and it has a purpose. But as I always say, you know, every dollar has a different purpose. So we don't put it all in the same place. Yep. Another lie, Matt, would be I'll rely on Social Security. That'll take care of me in retirement. Again, I think that's kind of like the bank one, right? Where, okay, I'll rely on Social Security if you finish that statement with to be a portion of my retirement plan then it's probably fine. But if you just put the period after Social Security, yeah, that's a financial lie you're telling yourself. Oh, absolutely. So let's clarify this real quick. Is Do I think Social Security is going to be around for decades to come? Absolutely, because they're going to continue to make changes to make sure that it doesn't go away. Why? Because they want your vote. So let's get that out there. But the idea that I'm just going to live on Social Security And I'm not going to go invest in the other money or worry about that. Just like what you said, if the period comes right after that, first of all, I want to know where you're living (laughs) because it's not around here. I mean, it's so the idea of just being able to live on Social Security, I think you're really kidding yourself. And in the long run, I mean, that is a devastating lie and a mistake to make. You definitely want to recognize and and even some of the things that have recently happened with the tax changes and other things that they've put in place is the government is giving you an incentive to be self-income driven in retirement beyond just Social Security. So they're giving you these opportunities to be self-funded in retirement that you want to take advantage of. The idea of I'm just going to go spend everything I'm making now and Social Security is going to be there, which it will be. But that's going to be our only source of income is a real fallacy. Yeah, I think that's a big one. And Social Security does tend to lead people down the wrong path when they make that assumption that that's going to be you know, what they've got to rely on now and forever. Last but not least, Matt, one more lie that we tell ourselves financially is you only live once, so you might as well spend it all now. <laughs> well, you know, the interesting thing about it is one of my favorite songs is from Dave Matthews' band. And it's called Tripping Billies. Are you familiar? I haven't heard Tripping Billies before. I'm not a huge Dave okay. Matthews guy, but well, go check it out. It's okay. one of, it, in, in my opinion, it's one of the best songs. But he has a verse in there that actually comes from the Bible, and it's "Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die." And I think there is a certain aspect of that we want to live life to the fullest, and that means we don't burn the day. We take advantage of the days that are given to us. But at the same time, the idea of I'm going to spend everything, quite frankly, goes back to the last question. Well, I'm paying into Social Security. That's all I'm going to need when I retire. 
is really a fallacy. So the idea of spending everything I'm making now is really going to be a long-term threat to your overall satisfaction with what you can do with your life and the things that you can enjoy. You know, not to be biblical, but if we go back and we think about, you know, money is the root of all evil. That's really not what it is. It's a love of money, right? Hmm. The love of money is the root of all evil. But the reality is money is what makes the world go round, right? Kind of uh, competing values there. There's an there's an intersection point there where there's a, well, it all comes back to balance, I guess, is what it, it comes down to. But the idea is, is that money is what makes the world go round, right? Yes. I haven't been able to walk into a store with some shiny stones and walk <laughs> out with something to eat. Nope. Right? No. So we need money, but we also need now, to be now planning. Now, if, if you had some Bitcoins, Matt, you might be able to do that. <laughs> oh, no, don't get me started on that. <laughs> get me started on that on those Bitcoins and cryptocurrency. But the idea of I'm just going to go spend it all and not think about my future is, I think, is a devastating long-term lie that is really not beneficial for you. And then potentially the people that you would have to rely on financially because you went and spent all of the money. You know, that's something else. I, I don't want to, you know, you know how many times I hear this, Walter, and you've probably heard me say this before. One of the biggest fears that people have is running out of money and living with the kids. Yeah. And I, I say that facetiously, but, you know, the idea of I don't want to be a burden on my kids and my grandkids. So I can't have that last idea. I'm only going to live once. I'm going to go spend it all now because, if I live past what my financial means are, then I am going to be a burden on those people that, you know, that I love and care for. Yeah. And usually that's what people, that's what they do not want to have happen. So that's, you know, you, that's you, what my grandparents you, are going through right now. Not so much from a financial standpoint, but from a health standpoint, but I think it, it, it matches up very similarly is one of the greatest things that they've always valued is that financial independence and not being that burden. And, they're holding on for as long as they can to that independence. I mean, they're fighting viciously to hold on to the independence. They do not want to give it up. And, you know, they've been able to figure out the financial component to that by, you know, putting in the right plans in place throughout their lives. And, you know, that the health standpoint is going to be a different scenario. But at least you can take care of one of those pieces of the equation with proper planning. My mom is had a couple health issues over the course of the last five or six months. And, and financially, she is completely independent. And when there is a healthcare situation, similar to what you're speaking of, you know, the reality is, is that the kids want to step in and help. Mm -hmm. At least that's been my experience. And that's been my experience personally is like, Hey mom, we're stepping in yeah. and whatever we got to do, we're going to do. Cause we want to do that. But there's a flip side. I've got a really, really close buddy of mine, close friend of mine that he has a family member that quite frankly, just kind of lives like this philosophy and yet is always coming back to him for money. And that's just not a good situation to be in, hmm. you know? Yeah. The financial aspect that this person is just blowing money, taking advantage uh, of his good nature, and that's a completely different scenario than what I'm describing with my mom or other clients I've seen that have had to step in and take care of their their family members, they want to do that when they recognize, you know, that's a healthcare thing that in many cases we can't get out of the way of, but financially we can plan for that. Mm -hmm. Great examples, Matt. I think it all makes quite a bit of sense. So again, that's kind of a good recap of some of the places where we see people 
telling themselves financial lies. And if you listen today and you kind of think to yourself, ooh, I've said that to myself before. Right? Yeah, I've, I've borrowed out of that 401k or I've borrowed out of that emergency savings account. Or, yeah, I kind of have just been tossing money into the bank as often as I can because that seems to be the safest place right now. Or, yeah, Social Security is going to you know, do it for me in retirement. If you find yourself agreeing with some of these you know, lies that we tell ourselves, it's probably a good trigger to pick up the phone, call Matt, talk a little bit more about your financial plan because something might not be quite right. Something might be askew. Something might be out of place with your plan if you're kind of believing some of these things. And talk it out with Matt. See where the issues might lie. 610-719-3003 is that number to call. 610-719-3003. And you can always go online to smartmoneyquestions.com. Read the blog, listen to past podcasts, and more resources there as well. That's smartmoneyquestions.com. All right, Matt, thanks for helping us out. Thanks for admitting to uh, you know eating that entire piece of cheesecake on the podcast today. <laughs> it well. wasn't all of it. It wasn't all of it, remember? <laughs> well, almost all of it, it sounded like. Yes. There had previously only been a dent put in it, so you're still <laughs> well, you're still I, I doing was... it. You're still lying to yourself. You're reasoning. <laughs> what is this, the bargaining phase? You're in the bargaining <laughs> the bar- phase. Right? I can say this. The next morning I got up and I was on the treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you, you made up for it then. That's good. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> That's good. You made amends. That's great. You got <laughs> That's on the right. treadmill and made amends. Oh, man. That's the financial lies we tell ourselves. Thanks to Matt. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll talk to you again next time on Smart Money Questions. 